All right, and we are we are definitely recording, and we're starting in three, two, one. Hey gang, welcome to episode 46 of the No Proscenium podcast, your podcast about immersive theater and its ilk. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, back in Los Angeles and back on what should be a fairly regular recording schedule for at least the next few weeks. Uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show. I'll give you a little preview of what's coming. But um, first up, uh, this show is going to be about uh, my recent trip to New York. So this is a mini-sode. This is a solo show. So if you don't like those, well, stick around for the news and notes and then turn it off. Uh, but do stick around for the news and notes, which uh, we're going to dive right into. All right. So we had a really big... Um, just massive amount of no pro come out this week. We're not even done yet. Uh, Friday, I'm going to get around to putting out the West Coast one. Uh, things have been a little crazy on my end, so everything's been a little bit behind, and that's why we didn't have a show at the end of last week. We only had the show at the beginning of last week. Uh, but right now, uh, we got the LA issue out. Dean got Chicago out, Zay got New York out, and there's just a lot to talk about. So uh, let's start off, let's actually start off in New York, since we're going to come back around to New York, uh, my experience is there in a minute. Uh, there are two new pieces in this uh, latest issue. Uh, one is uh, Fold's new play, Mind, uh, and this is a quote from them, inspired by French prose. Post-structuralism slash existentialism, the mandala principle of Tibetan Buddhism and the Western Hermetic tradition, mind pits five projections of neurotic consciousness against each other in a doomed struggle for metaphysical supremacy and self-transcendence. That is quite the mouthful, and I read it straight for you without pre-reading it, which is why I messed up the first part. Um, well, I'm game. Wish I was still in New York. I'd go check it out. Uh, a fold... Uh, has an interesting, uh, get a little interesting buzz about them. Um, I don't know too much. I'm just starting to hear the name. That's all I really know. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Port Cities, New York City, uh, or NYC, is a ghost story about inheritance, a haunting, and origin story. It's part of a project called Port Cities. Uh, this is going to be a, a memory history play. Uh, it involves the fairy. Uh, if you want to know the details on this, you need to check out the New York issue of No Pro. Uh, as you know, you can always find uh, old previous issues, no matter no matter what you subscribe to. Just open up, go into your email, get the latest issue of No Pro that you get, click the open this in your browser tab, and then it's going to bring you to that wonderful MailChimp frame. And if you hit click on past issues, you're going to be able to find everything. And I mean everything we've ever published in the newsletter will be there for your perusal. So you can follow up on what sounds interesting. And indeed, uh, I'm really getting into uh, this stuff that's happening on transit or things that involve like podcasting, pod plays, uh, anything that's making me see the regular world through a different lens is really interesting. If you listened to the last episode, you understand why. All right, moving forward let's go to chicago where dean grabbed a couple of new things this time out uh, more than a couple but these are the two that, that i'm pulling for you um collaboration 
is a company and uh, they've got an anniversary this year and they present the world premiere of Connected, a piece of immersive theater led by artistic director Anthony Mosley. Connected is a story of humankind and our solar system as told by the nine planets, starting with the Big Bang and stopping at numerous historical and future campfires along the way. We explore our relationship to technology and to one another, examining how a special tribe used connection to one another to survive it all. So that's one of the pieces happening in Chicago. Also making a stop on its tour around the country is going to be the Walking Dead experience. Uh, so zombies are going to be rising in the Windy City. Okay, um, let's get to L.A., my domain, my home. Um, so it's going to eat up a bunch of oxygen. Sorry, guys. This is the way it works. Um Opening in L.A. this month, we've got uh, Shoshin from Screenshot Productions. Shoshin is an outdoor real-world exploration of the self, illustrating the power of the mind and the awe and wonder of existence through a 90-minute journey towards enlightenment. Uh, And uh, this piece has slots that start at like 10 o'clock at night. So we're talking like a long, extended evening outdoor Thing. This is from the folks who brought us Partuition, uh, and fear is what we learned here. They are working a very interesting, strange vein, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see what's next, and hopefully going to get them on the show. They're also doing this uh, subscription model, which I think I mentioned before, uh, before I left. I think I mentioned it before I left. If I didn't, oops. Um, I want to actually have them on the show to talk about the subscription model, and they're they're doing um, bespoke pieces. They've got a framework, and they're like plugging people into this this framework for one that they've got. It's interesting, and hopefully, I'll get to uh, share some of that with you guys. Much like I'm sharing the sound of a helicopter overhead because it's Los Angeles, and now you know I really am here. Wow, that one's. That one's intense. Um, I also recently checked out Second Skin. It's a site-specific piece that's been touring the beaches here in Southern California. It is now at Santa Monica Beach. Uh, I'm gonna I'm aiming to have a review up, uh, hopefully before the weekend. We'll see. There's a bunch of stuff going on, so I may not, I may not scratch that out in time. But we are gonna interview the director of this show, and that'll be a little bit later this month. Looking forward to that conversation because the show is an interesting one and i wound up like really enjoying it uh, but didn't start out that way and so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun got a lot of questions and uh, i do hope to start the interview but like i said didn't start out and then really enjoyed it this is a pattern of mine it's like i'm not, I'm not liking this and then all of a sudden i'm liking something uh more and more these days uh so check out second skin it is is definitely it's worth going. It's worth going on to the beach and checking out a show. Uh, there's a lot of magic. There's a lot of magic they harness there. All right. Hey, speaking of magic being harnessed, The Day Shall Declare It is coming back. One of our favorite shows. Uh, we were talking a lot about it. You know, we did a little tour and whatnot. May 10th. It is almost upon us. Uh, let's sell this one out, everybody. Let's let's get this sold. We'll get your friends in. Go see it. If you haven't bought your ticket yet, what is wrong with you? Uh, you will note it is in a section marked essential. That is something in the LA thing we haven't had before. Thing in the newsletter we haven't had before. Zay's been using it in New York because New York has shows like Sleep No More and Then She Fell, which are something that you can introduce people to this wonderful immersive landscape with. Well, that's the day shall declare it here in Los Angeles, May 10th. Go get to it. Um, hey, 
Um, another thing this month, and this is one that didn't make the cutoff for the latest issue. It's called The Gypsy Machine, and it's opening up on May 6th. I'm going to be checking out the show. I'll give you guys notes on that. Maybe write up a review. You never do know what I'm going to manage to write a review up on. Uh, sorry. I'm like super inconsistent these days. It's the day job. Um, that's opening on May 6th. And then just two nights later, I'm going to be at Theater Elysium's one night only uh, Sibylline at the USS Iowa out in San Pedro. It's just one night. It's on the Iowa I've been really looking forward to seeing Elysium's work uh, because I, I don't get down there all that often, and so this is this is that's going to be and that's a big weekend. I got two show weekends, and then and then the very next week, uh, Day Show Declare it opens up again. So, yeah, guys, uh, May is off the chain, and June is coming up. You know what happens in June? Hollywood Fringe, and this year I know there are at least two pieces that are entering into the immersive realm. Uh, We've got The Truth, which is a a walking tour, kind of sounds like it's got some pod play action to it. Um, So a little bit of adventure theater, a little bit of pod play uh, from a new company. And then Annie Lesser, who's been on the show, who did did Getting to Know You last year, uh, she's back with something called the ABC Project. Tickets aren't on sale for that yet, but she mentioned that she's got a GoFundMe coming up, I think maybe even next week. They're going to launch that, get the show going. Um, she's doing an interesting, like, like in one of the posters I saw was like, uh, you you pay a, a retainer, and then but it's pay what you can, but there's a deposit. So interesting. Interesting. It's a different format. And um, she's, from what I can tell, I think she's trying to do 26 different pieces. And it starts in the fringe and carries on past that. So she's got some ambition there. Uh, June's going to be even busier because we've got chalk reps in case of emergency. And how appropriate it is to have a helicopter after saying in case of emergency. Uh, so you have Chakraps in case of emergency is coming uh, here to L.A. It was at the Wow Fest last year. Ruth McKee is this the writer there. Uh, it is it is a great site-specific piece. Amy Ellenberger was in uh, the San Diego edition. I, I can't remember. I, I think she's in this one as well. She does such a good job. Uh, it's a it's a lovely piece of work, and uh, it's Chalk Rep back in the saddle again, and uh, we've been missing their presence for the past few months, um, and so I'm excited to see they got another show coming up. And HelloFresh Theater, who are over in Culver City, also working the site-specific angle, uh, hopefully going to get to check out their Cowboy Cologne, which is their new piece in their apartment space, and it'll be my first time I get to check that out, and yeah, there. That's all the shows. That just gets us into June, y'all. Just into June in LA. So excited. Um, And then, hey, you know, also just in New York. Well, you know what? Let's let's move on uh, into the New York segment. We're going to have another segment uh, just at the end here uh, where we're going to talk a little bit about format changes uh, to the newsletter and have some questions for you. So stick around for those. But uh, let me do this sort of, um, I mean... We may get some music in not too long. Someone's contacted us, and we're excited about that. Uh, so there's there's that angle. So if I had music right now, I would play it to go into the new segment. But I will spare you any humming or doodling on my part in order to just take a drink of water and start talking about New York. Sorry the mic is up so close, because <laughs> that just is uncomfortable for all of us. All right, New York. Um, 
damn, uh, that was, uh, I had a massively fantastic trip. Um, I was on a schedule where I was seeing uh, one or two pieces of work a day. Uh, you guys got to listen to uh, Zay and I, my immediate reaction to her long black hair. Uh, if you haven't, um, go back and listen to last episode. Uh, if you are in New York, though, I'd say, you know what? Like, go just go do her long back black hair. And then go listen to our episode. I don't want to. I don't want to steal the thunder. That's one of the problems with these things. Is like, um, you can wind up stealing the thunder of a of a show, um, which is a great transition into talking about the Grand Paradise for a second. Now, Zay is going to be interviewing Third Rail again and talking about the Grand Paradise, pretty much while this episode is feeding into your podcatchers. So I don't want to go too in-depth, but I will note that I wrote a pretty long review, and Zay's got a piece as well. If you... this way, The way the show is right now is the show is currently slated to close on May 29th, and that is a, that is a real active um, threat. I'm going to call it a threat. Um, there are no plans at present uh, to, um, no firm plans at present to extend the show. I haven't heard anything about there being like, you know, a saving throw here. So this could be the last chance if you are close to New York, in New York, going to be passing through New York to catch Third Rail Project's second big immersive piece. Um, if you are, please go. There's there's always that outside, that hopeful outside chance that we're going to see the show get saved at the last minute or something like that. But um, you'll note like there's a lot of rush tickets go out for this thing and have been from the start. And I fundamentally feel like it's it is not it's not what people expect when they go. And, and that is indeed part of the problem. But it is amazing. It is an amazing evolution of the form. It takes a little bit of time for it to find its feet inside the show itself. But I will tell you unequivocally, and you will hear some of this in next week's episode because I like sent a little question in for Zay to offer up to them. And you will definitely see it if you read my review, uh, which I recommend if you think you're not going to or if you're like heavily on the fence, like why would I do this, you know? Um, that read that if you're if you figure you are but you're you, you're close enough to New York or or you know you're you're really really close to making the decision um, then just read Zay's because I I detail more um, and like I said you know this is always a question like how much do we detail this stuff but I try and really keep it to you know sort of its effect on me and whereas I know that there's a whole kind of like backlash movement against the old new criticism which is can be is about bringing like the subjective eye to um, criticism because um, what other tool do we have but our own experiences um i will say that in immersive there's there's pretty much no choice um because it's all about phenomenology it's all about assembling in our heads and this one took me places that no no other piece of art's ever taken me. It made me feel things that people have made me felt, that the world has made me felt, but never, never a piece of art. Um, 
I, I say in the review, I say it's not a piece of theater, it's a piece of high magic. Uh, it's a ritual meditation on uh, death and desire. Because it is. And I've rarely seen a piece match form to content and just become the thing itself so deeply as the Grand Paradise does. So, um, but the, the content and the form, um, it's, it's not easy. Uh, I've said to people that it is a show that it is difficult to watch if you're painfully single and I'm painfully single, um, or at least reminds you that you're painfully single. Um, I've talked with people, um, I talked when I was, uh, I was talking with Aaron Mee, uh, the great Aaron Mee, uh, the immersive theater creator, uh, who's been on the show. We had a, we had a wonderful conversation. This is one of the things that happened in New York. Uh, we talked for like, I think like two hours, uh, at least, um, and uh, when we were talking about when her students were seeing the show and one of the things that came up was the idea that like, you know, uh, they didn't like it, but they loved it. It's that kind of piece, you know, like I, I've said to people, it's a hard show to like, but if you love it, you love it. And that's a gamble. And that's a risk. And, you know, it's that <laughs> the easier way of saying it, the way is to say it's polarizing. And. That's what art needs to be sometimes. And for something that reaches the way it does, um, this piece, um, it, even once it's gone, the Grand Paradise is going to leave a very, very large shadow on this form. Um, I think as, as much as Then She Fell still does in its active state. Um, other things that happened while I was in New York, I went back to Then She Fell. I went back to Sleep No More. Uh, both of them held up. Uh, I actually had a better time at Sleep No More this time because I knew what the hell I was doing, unlike last time. But there are still those times when you get lost or you get almost trampled by... I mean, can, can we just be like honest about this? Like, There's too many people in that space. There's just too many people. You can't see stuff. And I know the mathematics talking cash is not easy but man oh man there i i was surprised a couple times i didn't wind up taking a header down the stairs i just was simple as that um it's it can be scary and uh you know like like certain police officer characters i may be getting too old for this shit uh that being said i had such a good time uh, I tracked Lady M. I followed the Bald Witch. Uh, I got some. I got Duncan's murder. Um, I finally got to the Blood Rave. Oh my God, that thing's insane! Um, so yeah, I had I had a much better experience uh, than my first time, and I would totally go again. I just might be slightly more stationary. I also might have walked from the East Village over to Chelsea as part of the day earlier before I saw the show. So maybe my feet were killing me and it might be the second time I've done something that's stupid on the day I went to sleep no more. Um, rolling back a bit to then she fell. Um, what was kind of exciting was my second night at grand paradise. Uh, someone came up to me and started talking to me about, and then she fell like in the, in the early part of the show, but well before the, while the show was sort of just beginning. And they asked me like, you know, I'm, they were saying, I love Then She Fell. I wanted to come see this because I'm scared to go see Then She Fell again because I loved it so much. And I knew exactly what they were talking about. 
Well, I can say with absolute certainty that then she fell completely holds up, particularly if you pull the trick of sitting in a different seat. Uh, I loved the track that I got this time. I got a lot of the same material. Um, I even got it in roughly close to the same order at points. But then, you know, you twist and you turn and you go on a totally different thread. You're getting things out of, you know, big chunks out of order. Um, you're, you're getting new pieces, new little scenes or twists on scenes you've already seen. And I just... It just delights me so much. There's been turnover in the cast, not a total turnover in the cast, but just just well for I mean, a large turnover in the cast. A lot of people went over to Grand Paradise, um, uh, but folks still go back and forth. And it's it's just it's it's thrilling. It's thrilling to see this piece be worked by a different cast, and you you get a, a slightly different take, and yet it still works. It's still an immaculate machine. Um, my ending was beautiful. I felt like the king of the world, like the luckiest guy on earth for the ending s- sequence that I got. I might have been in a big room with some cracked pottery, if you know what I'm talking about, and by myself. And that was just, in, oh gosh, it was so sweet. Um, and so, yeah, I would say if you're if you're considering, if you're worried, if you're nervous about going to see it again, don't be. It's there, and it's great. Um, I checked out Accomplice New York, uh, which is uh, the adventure theater uh, experience. Um, and, you know, it's it's fun. It's a fun time. Um, there's some tricky bits. Uh, not in the puzzles that they give you, not in the way the actors are. Although, I mean, we did actually, we missed a puzzle. Like, we missed a big clue because we were idiots. Um, and that, But that's also sort of fun. Like, the city can kind of kind of F with you and and sort of set you slightly on the wrong track. And that's I, I feel as that's a feature and not a bug. And some of the acting is like very broad, you know, and it's very got kind of an improv vibe to it. But like one of the actors was like incredible. Because even though every everyone else was like improv vibe, this one actor like had us fooled. Like really felt like they weren't part of the game and then turned out to be part of the game. And it was incredible. Uh, and that happens to be a person who like runs that particular track. So like, bravo there. But um, I went solo, and so we were on a we were on a kind of a mixed group of people. So there were about there were like three there were three factions. There was a couple. There were like two uh, two ladies who were friends, and then there was the bridal party, and the bridal party. Uh, had uh, some nice sake bombs at the sushi restaurant right next door to where uh, it all starts, and they were they were all fairly lit, and for the most part, they were they were you know they were a little brash but holding their liquor, but one of them wasn't. One of them was in a pretty bad way, and it detracted um, from the experience to say the least. And I nearly ankled, uh, to use the old variety term about quitting, um, I nearly left because I was like, I'm not going to have fun. And then I went to like boss mode, um, which I don't like going into like 
I call it fifth grade Noah. It's like, you've been left in charge of a group of unruly kids. Well, here's this persona you take on. Uh, and so that's what I wound up kind of doing. It's not a lot of, I don't like that guy. He's not fun. Um, and th- this one lady was just like, I mean, she, she needed a nap is what she needed. And she needed to not be running around uh, the village with us. Um, and she needed a nap. And for a, a fair amount of it, her friends did a pretty good job of like corralling her. And I think as it went on, there was very clear to them like, oh no, she is. She is not good. But they were also inebriated. So, you know, it got messy. And what was interesting to me was that the team, the, the actors, uh, I could see that I don't think there was communication going on. I could be wrong, but I don't think there was communication going on from point to point about the status of our crew because uh, she was, uh, they kept on like really deeply engaging with her. Uh, maybe because they were reading her as being like, oh, you're really animated. I'm reading that it's like, oh, you're really into this. And it's like, no, she's drunk. And all of us, including your friends by the end, were like, no, 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 she's fine. Please stay with us. Trying to imply we're the only ones playing the game. And this brings up a, kind of a, a lesson. I, I try not to do these rants without some sort of moral to the story. So the moral to the story is, uh, and I know because I've been told that a lot of shows do this, the secret to dealing with problem guests is good communication between your performers and your staff. And so this idea of like, keep, keep an eye on this person or, you know, get, get that person tracked or get them out of here or, you know, get them some water, you know, you know, go, go, isolate the problem person or the potential problem person. This is something that a lot of shows do. It's a fundamental. For the shows that have been running for a very long time, it is part of the secret formula of the whole thing. So as you're creating these experiences, as you're developing this stuff, think about that aspect. What avenues are you creating for your cast and crew to communicate about the guests? Because essentially... You're also the front of house. You you are the ushers as as well uh, as being you know the performers or the stage managers or you know sleeping more the stewards. The stewards are the ushers, but that line of communication it has to be there, and you have to like find a way to do it and, and be able to get a message out throughout an entire space as to what's going on. So that's one to think about uh, as you build this stuff. Um, yeah, let's see. What else? Y'all know about her long back black hair because uh, we we did that episode last week, and it's completely worth it. Um, it's it's just so nice to be in a place for a while where, um, and and it's almost more like a state of mind because you know I got to you know be around folks who have no idea immersive theater exists and you still have to explain to people in New York. It's not exactly uh, like everyone and their mom knows, oh yeah, I know, I've been to sleep no more nine times and then she fell, I was there on opening weekend. I mean, we're still this ragtag rebellion going on, even with shows that have run for years. So I came out energized, um, 
you know, knowing our, our sort of place in existence, knowing that there's plenty of room for innovation, that this world keeps expanding, um, you know, got to meet Andrew Hefner of, uh, of House World and talked to him a couple of times. Uh, great guy. Wish I could see House World now because I want to like, want to crawl around in his brain. Um, and got to talk with Michael Tara Garver, who's just, we had a great conversation. Uh, you've heard her talk to Zay before on the show. Um, everyone in this space, this space, ugh, internet terms, is lovely. Re- really is lovely. I've, I've met very few people who even slightly annoy me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the annoying one in any room that I'm in. Let's just be honest here. Given given what my function in this community is, I must be the annoying one. Uh, and I can't I can't think of anyone who I just literally can't stand. Like, there's no one I would point to and say like, "I'll never, never that person." I may also be really good at blocking out people <laughs> from my brain who I feel that way about. But yeah, there's there's no one I can. I mean, unless I've I've pulled a number on my head. Uh, everyone's great because, I mean, none of us are experts on this shit because we're all making it up as we go along. The creators are making up the shows and the rules and the social compacts of the shows as they go along. I'm Zay and I are making up the tools by which we understand, dissect, and discuss this stuff as we're going on. Um, in fact, that's... Um, one of the, the shows we're going to do um, a couple of weeks. So let's actually, let's move into the final segment um, because I want to keep this show under under 40 minutes for a certain, and we're hitting about the half hour mark. Um, and that's more than enough me. And we've had too many of these episodes. So let's talk about the publishing schedule, shall we? Zay is interviewing Third Rail Projects again tomorrow. They're going to talk about The Grand Paradise. Uh, we're going to go deep. Uh, we're going to be doing Then She Fell at a later date with them. Um, are we a little obsessed with the company? Yeah. Uh, are we, do we care? No. Um, are you guys tired of hearing about it? Too bad. Uh, we're Zay and I are going to be talking about those shows when we're in the old folks home. Um, which would be nice to be in the same old folks home, but we're on two different coasts. So I don't know how that'll work. Anyway, point being, um, get ready for some more, get ready for some more. Uh, that'll be coming out next week. The week after that, Zay and I are going to do a show together on the two coasts. We're going to merge the audio files so you won't get garbage recordings. And the bulk of that is, or at least the beginning of that, we want to talk about the I word uh, and sort of our, our process on that. And I know we've done this before, but we're starting to get, we're starting to get people pitch us stuff, pitch us shows that aren't immersive, but are still interesting. Um, and granted, you know, we run with Michael's open frame idea because it is valuable and important and uh, a fantastic tool. But I, for instance, and I know I do upset people when this happens, I get pitched cabaret shows and I turn them down. I don't put them in the newsletter. And this is something I want to throw to you guys, actually. And more and more of you are, are, are talking to me on the regular, and I appreciate that. Um, we can't really open up the newsletter as a whole to all the cabaret works that's out there because it would drown the newsletter with cabaret pieces. That being said, there's 
there's a way in which the work is a cousin. Uh, and there are fun nights out. And there indeed, there are things that I would call fun nights out that make it into both the New York and the LA newsletter. They're using a space in an interesting way. They're not really site-specific necessarily, but they're they're fiddling with the nature of the fourth wall. I'm thinking, for instance, here of uh, the Blind Date Experience here in Los Angeles, which is an improv show uh, that Bolana Novak does. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you... From a from a strict pedantic point of view, it is site specific or at least site adaptive, because it's taking place in a bar, which is where two people on a date would be. But there's definitely a, a wall between you and them. Um, but it's appropriate to the space, and I'll see shows that way sometimes. But how we are going to deal with that as we try and both um, give everyone who's reading the newsletter, interesting stuff to see, but also keeping the spotlight fixed on the shows that are doing groundbreaking work with the plasticity of the audience and actor interaction. That's the reason that No Pro exists primarily, but we do like to look at the full field. So we're going to have that discussion. Uh, you talk about some of our critical tools. Uh, it may be very boring for everyone. It may be the most fascinating thing we ever do. Eh, I won't know until we have the conversation. But um, we are looking at kind of doing a fun nights out section in both the LA and New York newsletters. Uh, probably smaller listings. Um, something bigger than the on the horizon section, but... Uh, smaller than uh, the the ongoing type listings right now, just to kind of give people a, a broader palette because we know you're looking for stuff to do, but still be able to put the spotlight on on the big shows. Um, so that's that's one of the things I want to know if you guys would like us to be going in that direction, or if you want us to really just hold the line at all costs. Some of this comes from the fact that like, I just don't like telling people no. And I feel pretentious when I have to write someone and say like, I'm sorry, but your piece doesn't really qualify in the way that we think of as immersive. Um, because it doesn't. Um, but, you know, uh, a, a, your basic environmental staging uh, doesn't, doesn't always match up. Um, you know, a, I love a good piece of cabaret, but a good piece of cabaret theater... Uh, is a good piece of cabaret theater. It's not this oh, a weird Grotowski experiment that's been mutated with video game mechanics, right? Because that's what we talk about when we talk about immersive. So that's kind of where we stand there. Um, we are going to be, uh, I hope to be interviewing the director of Second Skin, which I wound up really, really liking. I mentioned earlier, like, you know, I started off I mean, I started off like the first the first chunk of it. I was kind of like, uh, uh, this isn't working for me. Uh, but by the end, I was like, I'm so glad I came. And that totally worked. Um, and so uh, we're going to be talking about the show. We're going to be talking about that. Um, maybe, maybe I'll chicken out. Maybe it's too late now. Uh, it's too late now. I can't chicken out. So there you go. Cowards dying all the time versus dying once. You know how it is. Um, we're going to have that episode. 
Uh, we're talking about the idea of doing a crossover episode with the Story Forward podcast with Steve Peters, who's you know big into transmedia and theme park stuff. Uh, that's based on the fact that he's been doing a lot of the Ghost Post stuff lately. Uh, so I want to talk to Steve, uh, and we got to figure out like our exact theme for that crossover episode, and and how exactly that's going to work. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be two episodes or one episode we put out on both. Uh, we got to talk. Um, and then um, hoping to get uh, Annie Saunders back on the show for uh, talking about the day she'll declare it along uh, maybe with Sophie, if Sophie's still in town. Uh, see if we can work that in the next couple of weeks. We'll probably come out during the run there. And, um, you know, I'm going to be undergoing some of Screenshot's experiments soon. Uh, so hopefully bring them in, talk about the subscription model. Zay is definitely going to be talking to more folks in New York. So I feel like this month and next month, definitely with the shows are going to be popping up at the Fringe. Uh, maybe some old friends will pop by. Uh, we're, we're pretty good through June in terms of getting shows out on a fairly, on that, you know, hopefully back to weekly, the very least three a month with like the occasional open forum, but no weird breaks until July, because in July, the day job is sending me to the political conventions. I think I'm going to be going to, it looks like I'm going to Cleveland to go to the Republican National Convention to be part of the coverage team for the day job. So that's not a week I'm going to be able to record. Um, Maybe I'll have Zay do something, uh, but we may wind up taking um, a full week off in July. Uh, Possibly we may wind up losing... um, a second week in terms of there being like a full show. So that's the future. That's the future of the podcast right now. Um, I super appreciate everyone who has been uh, contributing. We got a couple of new contributors on the Patreon. Uh, I'll be giving proper shouts out to you guys in the next episode uh, because I just want to keep this one tight. And believe you me, you're going to want to be shouted out in the next episode because like people are going to like skip on this one, uh, but they're not going to skip on the next one. So there we go. Um, as always, here's the way to reach us. You email us no underscore proscenium, not, not the word, but like the little underscore thing, no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. Send us your show announcements, send us your notes on the show, send us your questions. The reader mail thing is something that we should be, be doing on the regular. So you ever have a question, a thought, you know, send it to me and I'll try and answer them when I can. Uh, and then we'll also dedicate full shows on occasion to that. Um, at No Persinium on Twitter, No Persinium on Facebook, the Medium Collection, which you should really check out because we are getting back into it in a real way. That, that uh, Grand Paradise review is in there. I'm going to put some more writing in there very, very soon. That's medium.com slash no dash proscenium. The Patreon, where you can back the show and where you can set us up for a brighter future. And yes, I need to sit down and figure out, you know, what the next financial goal is, but there's going to be one pretty darn soon. That is patreon.com slash no proscenium, all one word. This is an exciting time for this work and it's an exciting time in new york for this work it's an exciting time in chicago it's an exciting time in san francisco it's an incredibly exciting time here in los angeles i'm so thankful for so many of you that so many of you listen to the show uh i I get to watch the numbers go up i am sad because if i 
more on top of it, we could have broken some internal goals I had this week. We're not going to do that this month, but we we're we're definitely going to do it next month. And I'm just I'm ecstatic. You guys add you you are the cream in my coffee, the apple of my eye. Um, I don't think that's how Roger Rabbit said it, but I'm not going to do the voice right now, y'all. I'm just not. Um, hey, as I mentioned, going to be at a lot of shows in the next few weeks. Cymbeline on the 8th, got the Gypsy Machine on the 6th here in Los Angeles. I've got to figure out when I'm going to see the Day Shall Declare It. I have actually not figured that out yet. I know, I know, I know. I'm awful. I'm awful. I'm running around a lot. Uh, and I'm, you know, you know, I also feel guilty. I don't want to take a slot. You know, you guys, you need to see the show. I've seen the show. I've seen the show twice. I've seen the show twice. I will see it again, but... You know, I'm holding out so you guys can see the show. That's how it works, right? Um, and until that time, well, it's kind of that's a, that's a bad transition. The point I'm trying to make is, get out there, go see some shows, and when you do, well, you know, I'll see you at the show. <laughs>